What's up, all you motorcycle enthusiasts? Steve Woods, and welcome back to another mile post of the V Twin Life, where we talk motorcycles powered by those V Twins. Well, if there's a passion about them, why we enjoy it so much. The V Twin Life is sponsored by that Northwest brand, Crashing Clothing. You can find them on the World Wide Web at crashinclothing.com and on Instagram at crash underscore inc. Don't forget, if you're on that website, order yourself some crash gear. We got that promo code CRASH1. You only find here on the V Twin Life as a way of saying thank you for tuning in and saves you a few bucks. Don't forget this time of the year. Hey, we all enjoy to support those small businesses. So uh, head on down, check out Crash Inc. We're also brought to you by Wild Ass Seats. Hey, if you want more comfort for your ass for those long rides, whether you guy that does short rides, long rides, whatever, you know, seats can be quite expensive. Tell you what, I've put in some miles and I'm sold on a wild ass. So, hey, if you guys are thinking about some added comfort, you go to wild-ass.com and check out Wild Ass. Maybe they got, you know, what's going to work for you. And also, guys, you look for a new windshield for your Harley-Davidson, you can check out Long Ride Shields. Actually, they do sell more than just Harley, but, you know, we're all about the Harleys right now. So, hey, you can go to Long Ride Windshields. We got a promo code, the V-TwinLife15 at checkout, saves you 15% off site-wide, and that is longrideshields.com. So now, guys, let's get into my post 42. We got another guy from the Northwest, which is kind of fun getting all these guys. You know, and you, you can get the other guys in your own region, kind of adds a little bit more personal for some people, maybe listening because you can relate to know some of the areas. We got Barricade Rides, guys out of, you know, the North Seattle area. He is one of our veterans. So, first and foremost, you know, thank you for your service. Guy's got a great road king. He's got his YouTube going on, and he's got a lot of stuff. Enjoys the ride, so why not hear some more stories from Barricade Rides? Hey, what's going on, buddy? Welcome to the V Twin Life. Thank you for having me. I'm really stoked to be on here. You're pretty darn good at that intro, though. <laughs> I've been trying to play with a little bit, you know, trying to a little bit. It's gotten, I don't know, not monotonous, but trying to make a little bit more after you've done it so many times and. Try to add a little bit of spice to it or make it a little different. Yeah, I just keep doing the same thing. Welcome to Barricade Rides. We've got a great video for you, blah, blah, blah. And I need to work on being more versatile like you. I try, you know, but much like your stuff, I mean, it's just a lot of fun. I think something, you know, that for me, I mean, I've spent, you know, a number, well, five years now. Also, my spare time, you know, I announced baseball games. And I think that kind of somewhat helps me. Just for me, you know, my own style of trying to get into this, and I think it helps. Oh, I bet. Like, I tried doing announcing for, uh, like, uh, BMX competitions when I was younger, when I was injured, and I, I was terrible. I was like, I can do this. Then I try it, and I was like, oh, dang. It's fun. I mean, for me, it, it took a it took a while to get comfortable because, man, I was never a person of public speaking. I mean, I can remember the first – big tournament that I announced here in Port Angeles. It was, you know, it was an international tournament. We had, I think there was a dozen teams and one from Australia, actually two came from Australia. They had one out of Canada, man. I was so nervous that I wanted to throw up in the booth in the garbage can. Oh, dang. I'm like, man, what did I get myself into? But it, it it's really it took me about a season, but I really got comfortable with it. Got to the point. I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. I think it's really also helped me on this aspect, kind of breaking out of that shell and, you know, really, mingling and, and getting to know everybody and you know this little venture right here has been absolutely awesome yeah nothing to it but to do it hey why not you know it's the motorcycle community is a you know an awesome group to be part of and 
You know, like, like I've said many times, I'm honored to know that, you know, every person that has came on to this podcast, I built a friendship with. And to me, man, that's, there's no greater reward. Oh, I agree. I'm really digging this community kind of reminds me of like the camaraderie I used to have in the military Mm -hmm. got out. And then like, I wasn't able to see the same people every day and it just got kind of redundant, boring. I felt lonely and get in the motorcycle community and like, Hey, I'm back to a hundred percent. That's awesome. So what got you in the motorcycles? And you know, let's just, we'll dive in there. Uh, I guess just like uh, many other people I've heard on your podcast, like families, like my dad rode, he liked Enduros. And then I uh, had family that were in one percenters, one percent clubs, and I won't go into names or anything, but uh, down in Southern Oregon. And like, I, I didn't ha- know what to think about it. And then as I got older, I got more into motorcycles. My ex-wife wouldn't let me buy a motorcycle. So I didn't get one until I'd probably say like 26, maybe 27. But the way I was able to convince her is I've got a Ninja 250. And can you imagine my big ass, six foot three, 200, I was probably like 220 pounds on a Ninja 250, 2012. Hey, but it's a start. Yeah. And then like, I just got more into it then kind of turned obsessed. And I've have probably had like 10 bikes now. And your current ones, what you got the 2009 road glide still, or not road uh, glide, excuse me, road King still have the same Oh nine road King. Uh, I bought, I'm about to own it for two years this December. And I got it with only 10,000 miles on it. And I'm, I'm up to 40,000 on it. Like awesome. I met, I planned on doing like a 30,000 mile summer last summer, but it, it just didn't work out. But I'm going to have to make up for it this coming summer. Yeah, I, I feel you there. I didn't get, I mean, last summer I was fortunate, man. I did a ton of riding, but this summer just too busy with work. It's like, man, I just, I didn't have time to hardly do anything and it sucked. Yeah, you just finished school, right? Uh, in Not too long ago? Yeah, actually, end of March, early February, or beginning of March, end of February, somewhere right in there. So then you had to really commit to your job then. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, granted, it's nice to have weekends off, but it's, you know, driving truck, there's, it's a lot of hours, but, you know, I'm fortunate there. It's nice to mean I'm home every night, so as opposed to a lot of people, and you get into that industry, they're over the road. So pretty, you know, I feel fortunate where I, I get to come home every night. But, you know, you still, they're long days, but that's all right. And then having kids on the weekend, like, I feel really guilty sometimes going riding on the weekends when I have my kids. And my kids love riding on my bike, but I can only fit one kid. So one kid's staying at home. And I got them locked up on their devices right now, uh, playing, I want to say, like, Minecraft or something. Oh, yeah. So they promised to be quiet during the podcast. <laughs> uh, no worries, man. Yeah, it's fun. My daughter really enjoys riding. <clears throat> she lives up in, well, she's in your area down by Silver Lake. And yeah. 
there'll be times that I'll get messages from her. Hey, Dad, it's supposed to be really nice this week. We should go for a ride. And, All right. You know, schedules work out. But yeah, my kids have always enjoyed riding. My daughter really does. You know, I've taken her up through the Skagit Valley Loop. We did up to Diablo. And there's some really cool areas up in the, the North Sound, especially get away from the city. Get, you know, one of my favorites is like up there by you as a chuckanut. Oh, yeah. That's really nice. Also, like, I'm a big fan of Mountain Loop lately. And that's like, 15 20 miles away from me and it's a good ride which one's that it's near granite falls it, oh, okay uh, just loops around the mountain and you're by the river trees lots of twisties and i want to say last summer there was a lot of road construction so it wasn't as much fun riding but this summer should be on point granite falls is that up highway two yes Okay. Up Highway Two and Nine, so it's near Arlington. Near Arlington. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know the area. I mean, I've been through well all the paths. It's just you know some little towns. Got to remember which you know is that up on twenty, is it down on two, or you know which yeah. one is on. But man, the the Cascades up there, especially get the Northern Cascades. They're, it's beautiful country to ride. Yeah, it is. Have you done the North Cascades Highway? I, I believe so. Uh, there, there's been a lot of times where my friends are like, I was riding in an MC for about a year and the road captain would come up with the plan and I just sign off on it, go, and I just follow. So I, I just do the research, make sure everything was safe and everything and then ride. And I don't remember a lot of the names surprisingly. Yeah, North Cascades, it takes off, you go through, that's Highway 20, like up through Cedar Woolley, and then you head off, get up by Diablo, you got Lake Ross, and then, you know, you catch down the other side into Winthrop, a little western-themed town. Oh, yes, I've definitely done that one several times. Yeah, that's. I think that's got to be one of the hidden gems of Washington. I, I agree 100% with that one. It's gorgeous. I mean, coming over, what is it, 410's all, you know, it's a cool ride up over the Natchez and then head up from Enumclaw. That's a cool ride, but I don't think there's anything touches the North Cascades. No, not not a chance. The, I like the ride to Spokane. I want to say, what is it on the twenty? Oh, on ninety. Oh yeah, ninety. That's a great ride. You go through, you get the forest, and then it turns into like a desert, and you just so many great views and then you got the gorge as well and it's a fun spot to stop by i ended up going to a motorcycle club party over the summer and i rode with my brother rico and I, the, the ride was incredible uh, the whole way there we're going at least 90 miles an hour cops would get and follow us for a little bit and thought we might get pulled over but they just pulled off as soon as they hit their exit. It's a nice area. The only thing you got to worry about with the gorge is, man, that place can be a wind tunnel. Yes. I, I want to say when we hit that area, we slowed down to about 80 miles an hour because uh, both of us were running the Memphis Shades Road Warrior fairing. So with the little vents, mm -hmm. I regret buying the one with the vents. So it kind of want it, it wants to wobble a little bit on me. I had it once. I was coming. I mean, I got the road glide. I was coming through, uh, I was 84. It's in the Columbia Gorge between Washington and Oregon. I was on the Oregon side, 
I had a headwind so bad that, I mean, I was wide open and I couldn't break 65 miles an hour. And if I let off the gas, it was just like I'm slamming on the brakes. The wind was just so gnarly. Wow. Freaking cut my fuel mileage way down. That's insane. I have not experienced that yet. Hey, you know, kind of like that same area over there in Ellensburg area, you really get it down through the uh, Columbia Gorge, too, down between, like I said, Washington, Oregon. It can get just windy as all get out. Yeah, the, the water in the Columbia River is pretty rough as well. True. I've tried swimming around there in a few spots. A few spots were good, but how it has the water spitting in circles underneath, tried to pull you under and stuff. So didn't get to go swimming there much. Yeah, pass on that. Yeah. So what got you into wanting to start doing the YouTube scene? So so like like I mentioned, I got into so I rode sport bikes and then I ended up going meeting a bunch of people in a motorcycle club. I ended up going joining the motorcycle club. I decided to graduate from sport bikes to Harley and then I, I really loved the scene, but like the commitment with my kids and career and everything is just too much. And then I ended up leaving the club and then COVID happened and I ended up leaving uh, the robotics job I was working. And I was like, I need to do something to, to like keep me busy. And my fiance and I, we've been, or she's been researching YouTube probably for a year and a half before she started her channel. So watching like Catherine Manning, uh, just all kinds of YouTube channels that teaches you how to YouTube. Right. And she, like she kept, uh, she, she wasn't doing it, but she's doing all the research. And I, I just like, you know what? I'm going to do this to show that she can do it. And I started it and I've, I've been hooked. The community is amazing. And like, I'm just so I'm extremely motivated just to keep doing it. Although lately I've been kind of slacking, like in the last two months, I had like two videos, I three videos I posted late just because the YouTube overload, I guess. Yeah, I have some, you know, I want to get more into it. It's just, it's intimidating in a way. It's like, I've made a couple videos and it's like, watch is like, well, Dude, I think this sucks. There's no way I'm putting this on there for people to watch. I'll look like a complete fucking idiot. Yeah. Uh, what I learned from watching some of those uh, YouTube videos, like how to get started on YouTube, it what they say is just put it out there. It may not be for everybody. It may not even be for you. But there's always going to be someone out there that likes it. And you, ne- you don't have to start out great or anything. Keep doing it stay committed and then you'll create your own style and then you'll figure out what, what you like to do, how to do it. And you'll even the editing time will get quicker. And once you get your format, it's, it's a lot more fun, less stressful. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, I've watched a lot of those too. And like everybody says, you know, your first 10, 20 videos, you're not going to be good. You're learning. And it's like, people say that, you know, say they're a hundred videos or so deep and, it's like they'll go go back and watch some of the first stuff. It's like Jesus, man, I suck, but I've really gotten better. And it's just, I don't know, you got to have that. Be ready for it, and just say, hey, you know what? I'm new. It's, it's just how it's going to be, and just got to pull the trigger one of these days and 
get I have a few things up on there, but you know, not a whole lot. I was doing some like a uh, weekly podcast updates and when I'd put those on there and like I did a video for last year's toy run and I put that on there. Just done a couple things, but not super active with it yet, which I, I probably should get more because it just, you know, helps grow this. Yeah, you could always do the podcast videos like Brian the Biker does and yeah, I mean, YouTube as well. Yeah, I've been working on that. And actually, Anchor, who I do my podcasting with, has an update coming out where they're going to be allowing you to do video podcasts. And actually, me and Brian, we were talking about that the other day on the phone because I had him on the podcast. We became great friends, and he's one of those tech-savvy guys that's good at all that crap. So it's like when I got, you know, interesting things like I need help with, you know, trying to – I set up a couple Zoom ones and trying to learn how to do Zoom for podcasting. And it's like, all right, I got to call Bri because he knows what the hell's going on. I don't. <laughs> yeah, like, like I have really, really bad ADHD. And the only way I, I can get myself to learn this stuff is if I can get myself to hyper focus. And like, uh, I've been, I watch a lot of TikToks about ADHD and talk about chasing the dopamine. And mm-hmm. so I try to trick myself to chasing dopamine to do accomplish those things like actually reading how to do it, figure it out. It's a lot of work. And if I get that dopamine reward, I'm all for it. Oh, yeah. It is a lot of work and you need a lot of little things to just like anything takes time. Yes. Time practice. And over dedicate. and over. <laughs> yeah. So you got any, you know, I know we're, we're only in fall, but you got any ideas for like spring rides that or even, you know, next summer that you kind of got on the burner to get done? Um, no particular routes that I have planned, but like goals, so I, w- I want to hit up California, Utah. Uh, I'm trying to come up with the plan to go to uh, Daytona Bike Week in March, and I'm I'm not sure what what the best route would be to avoid as much rain as possible. But I- I'm trying to figure that out. I got uh, a couple Davy buddies. Uh, from my first ship who live in Utah and we're talking about meeting up and going to Daytona bike week. I had some friends from up here that did it years ago and they headed straight down the coast into Southern California and they took the route, you know, across the South where, you know, a little bit warmer and avoided, you know, basically like the Rockies and as much of the mountains as they could and headed South and then went across. So that was, wasn't bad for them. That's definitely something I'll have to look into, and I'm stoked since I've got it. Got my new seat. I, I'm not as pain as in much pain as I used to be with the stock seat that I had. Uh, that thing was miserable. I had the touring seat on mine, and it's not bad. And then I got that wild ass, and man, when I rode home this summer from uh, Yakima, and it was like 114 degrees when I left Yakima. That trip sold it for me because of the comfort that it added. You know, you didn't get that fucking sweaty ass. And granted, the rest of me was dying. But when it came to, you know, heading up over the mountains and even the whole way home, it took a little bit longer because of traffic and heat. But shit, my ass stayed so comfortable. And it's like, fuck, I'm sold on this fucker. And for me, it worked great. Oh, I bet I've heard so much, so many good things about those seats. That's definitely one. Of, uh, 
I may consider in the future as well. I'm definitely impressed. I was, like you, I'd heard a bunch of stuff like when I had Wright on there and well, I've talked with Chris John Craig Johnson. He's uh, you know, one of the heads of Wild Ass and I've talked with other guys that had them. It's like, man, I said, dude, they're the shit. I'm like, well, I guess I'm gonna have to try it out sometime. And you know, the cool thing, it's like there's it's got an air bladder inside of it, so you kind of blow it up a little bit, put it on, and then you basically open the valve so you contour that seat to your own ass so it fits you and it's all set up and Fuck, you just go ride. That's awesome. And seats are so expensive that they're hard oh. to commit. Like, I bought a CMC Motorsport seat uh, with the L Ray backrest. Like, I love the backrest. The seat, it, it just didn't really do it for me. And I spent like $450 on it. So, I like, I stuck with it for a year before I got, ended up getting the Saddleman. And the Saddleman one's been great. See, like, uh, Two wheels to survive. Michael Nielsen, he bought a new saddleman for his new Road King. And he was at like day 25 and absolutely fucking hated this one. He said it was so uncomfortable. He goes, I don't know if I just don't have enough miles. I mean, he wasn't his first saddleman that he had. I think he had one on his older Road King, but the new one, he, oh, he wasn't impressed one bit with it. And I never heard the final story if he made it to the 30 days where he could send it back or not. Like, I got the, I ended up going with the two up. I get, there's a break-in period i want to say like a thousand miles before it feels right and then like after the first 300 miles it started to feel good and then after a thousand it's been amazing yeah and i know he was really close to the the thousand mile mark but we were talking about it god i think it's been at least a month now and i totally ever forgot to ask him if he ended up getting it to where it finally broke in or not not every seat's going to fit every person, though. So, this is true. Yeah. And a bad seat really sucks. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, that's, you know, <laughs> you're sitting on that all the time. You know, you got to have comfort. Or, man, I don't care if it's 20 miles or a 500 mile day. If you're not comfortable, then it's miserable. Yeah. And I don't have enough of an ass to just be able to rock any seat either. Yeah, that's a good point. It's like the only thing not big on me. <laughs> Got big head, big, just a big dude, just small ass. Sucks. I understand. So I know I sent you that message. So, you know, I've reached out to a few other people. You know, it's like I've seen this summer, you know, like the little moto vloggers guys on YouTube, Instagram, doing meetups all over. And there was never one up here. And I know I think I sent you the message about I'm looking at trying to do one, you know, next summer. I think it'd be pretty cool to try to put together a meetup up here for all the guys in the Pacific Northwest and see how many people would be interested in in doing it. Yeah, that's actually something I've I've been looking into as well. As well, I like want to say I did an Instagram post like four or five months ago, saying trying to connect with some moto vloggers or podcasters up in this area. So there's a few on there. We got Harley Fatboy Jr. in Oregon. And we get that there's several others. I can't think of them off the top of my head, but oh yeah. Junior's game. I talked to him on the phone night before last. He's a cool dude. I know he's working on a new uh streaming program for doing live streams on YouTube. So me, him, and uh Bry the Biker did a like a little private you private 
uh, streaming while he's trying to learn the new program he's using. So it was kind of comical, but, oh, dude, he's a kick in the pants. That was fun. Oh, I bet. I haven't seen that one. I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah, uh, it, it's Project not up. Bumble. I don't, I'm not sure if he's going to post that one because that was his oh, first okay. time trying it. So yeah. him and Bryron, then he sends me a text, dude, join our live stream. I'm like, you know, I was just chilling on the couch. I'm like, dude, is this like live? Oh, no, this is just private. He goes, I'm just trying this out. He goes, you know, just let's just shoot the shit. And I'm like, all right, you know, fucking send me the link. Nice. Project Moto has a great setup. Uh, he's... He's in the Coast Guard station down. He was stationed in Florida. He just recently relocated. I don't remember where he went. But he, he's a motovlogger as well. And like, he's been helping uh, Dan Dan the Fireman and a couple others with their live stream as well. Yeah, which is nice because now there's third-party ones you can use because you got to have like a 1,000 subs, but I think you also have to have the – 4,000 watch hours to be able to live stream on YouTube, but now they have like the one uh, Hardly Fatboy Jr. is trying out the other night with StreamYard and it's free and you can live stream through StreamYard and it goes right to your YouTube channel. Oh, that's that's definitely legit. Uh, I have to look into that. Yeah, they have different levels. I know like with the free one, I think you can have up to six people on at one time. There's a bunch of stuff you can do and then they, you know, break down into the uh paid ones you know add you know a few more features and whatnot but should even the free one gave you a lot of stuff like live, live stream something i've been wanting to do but i haven't done one it, like live stream honestly scares the hell out of me i did one well i mean it was it was just on instagram like two weeks ago i did a thirsty thursday with uh the harley showcase yeah did a little live on instagram you know had a few beers talking stuff you know interacting with people making comments and whatnot and it's kind of fun but it, it is a different animal it's i think i think it's all right when you're on somebody else's like I, i've been on project moto's uh live streams but when you're doing it yourself like you're running it that's what scares me like pushing the wrong key and shutting the whole thing down or one of the many things that can go wrong on a live stream and definitely intimidates me but i'm gonna have to just buck up and get over it and start doing them soon like i said i mean shoot send brian the biker message he's getting good at it. i know he was talking about i'm supposed to go on one of his here in the near future and i know now you got harley Fatboy jr he's starting his up and a lot of those guys and it is it's a lot funner like you say to go on somebody else's because it's a little bit you don't got to worry about all the pressure but i guess you know you kind of got to do it to get familiar with it and then just becomes like second nature. Oh, I, I agree. Uh, it's great seeing a lot of, there's a lot of motovlog channels that are just blowing up lately. And uh, it, it's so fun to watch, uh, seeing like big Smitty riding his blow up, uh, Harley fat boy jr. Like we mentioned and ride the biker, like every, everybody's, like just growing, I love it. Yeah, Big Smitty, he that dude is a fucking kicking the pants. He, I had him on. Well, he was the last episode that came out Wednesday. Yeah, I was listening to that before this episode. Dude, he, I would love to meet up with him in person. That could be so much freaking fun. Well, same with like Harley Fatboy. A lot of these guys, and 
it seems as crazy how many guys I've had on the podcast that all live in Texas. Yeah. Like they got, they got great weather, great roads. Uh, my ex-wife is from Texas. So I spent some time down there and I loved it. And a lot less rain than there is here in the pack Northwest. Dude, I am so over all this rain. Yeah, I was, I told myself I'm never wearing chaps. Like, I like to keep my bike as simple as possible. I don't like a lot of, a lot of the extra gadgetries and whatnot. And chaps are one of them. But last winter, I, I rode a lot. And I just had to break down. I had to get them. So those things keep my pants dry. Yeah. You know, especially like even getting like a little desert dog uh, lowers, you can get the cloth ones to go in your crash bars. And man, I know my dad has a set and I've tried them out once. It's like I keep toying with the idea of buying a set of them because they're really easy to take on and off. In the summertime, it's like I want the wind, but in the fall, cutting more of that moisture and that wind slam your legs would be fucking great. I I agree. Like I, I can... I played around with the idea and it's just like, I can't do it. That's just like, it's a little too much. So I went with the, what I thought was the lesser option, which was the, the chaps. Yeah. I'm just hoping this rain quits. I mean, we got like down here, we got the toy run next Saturday and God last year, it was blue skies in my house in PA. And I got to like Carlsberg by squim and it starts raining. Got to the East side of squim and it started to hail. It's like, fuck. And I left my chaps here at my house. Like, oh, I'm not going to need them. The skies are blue. <laughs> I think 90% of the time I need them. I don't bring them and I forget. Like, they just hang up in my closet. So if it's not raining at, out my front door, I don't wear them. And there's been a lot of regretful rides just because of not wearing them. Because it, it doesn't only just rain here. It gets cold, too. Yeah, I get cold at night. It's one of those things where a lot of times, like, I just need to roll them up, just keep them in the saddlebag. Fuck it. I think last winter I had, like, at least 10 rides where I got so cold, got in the house, went straight to the shower, turned it on hot, and just had to defrost my entire body. Turned into, like, a human tomato? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I can believe it. My wife and I, we came home from Silverdale today. I'll bet you you can see the foothills getting dusted with snow like a thousand feet over here. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Oh, I'm not ready for snow. Me neither. Like, there's nothing like going for a ride. Weather's great, and then it starts snowing on your way home. And trying to survive. I just want a dry day so I can, on a, you know, at least a weekend when I'm off work where I can just go get a few miles. I got out last weekend, which was nice. I got... Got a few miles, went for a cruise, but fuck, I swear this, it's like it's been raining here for nonstop. Yeah. Uh, like I got a few new parts in and I don't, I don't have a garage where I'm staying and I have to wait to be able to install on a nice day out in my driveway. So I'm going to have to upgrade and get a garage soon. Yeah. Or even, you know, one of the little sheds like Home Depot and get or something for you. I got a small one. It fits my lawnmower, not much else. <laughs> I know I need a bigger shop. I thought I built one big enough. And it's like, fuck, still too small. I feel it's never going to be big enough. 
No, I heard there's some old timers that said when they said when you build in the garage and you think you got the the size that's going to work for you, double it. Uh, exactly. I garages I've had in the past, like storing stuff in there and then trying to have a place to work on stuff, especially when you're working on like car in one on one side and then you park your car on the other side and then you got another vehicle to work on. It's just never enough space. Yeah, this is true. I'm sure if I had a 10 car garage, I'd have 15 bikes and five more cars. That's a good point. Yeah. I wouldn't doubt I'd be the same way. I am. I am extremely surprised. I only have one bike right now. If, if I had a garage, I'd probably have at least two more. I got two. I got another one I'm working on. I just got to get the more ambition to go get dive back into it. That's sometimes hard. <sighs> this I, is very true. Rework is something that drives me insane. Like I put all the effort putting an engine together or something, install it, and I, I mess something up on the internals and I got to take it out. It may take me another month to get get the engine out and then rebuild it again. Yeah. Especially, you know, for guys, you're, you know, busy going like crazy Monday through Friday. It's like the weekend. It's like you just, you want to chill. Yeah. And then got the kids. Like, I'm sure I could put my kids to work taking my bike apart or something, and they'd be more than happy to. But I just want to chill with them. Oh, yeah. I totally get that. Like. They're, them going to school, coming home, doing chores. I'm sure they want to relax just as bad as me. Yeah. Life's so hard being a kid. <laughs> Not really. I'll tell you what, the, the way they did shit for kids here last year with all the, trying to online schooling and whatnot, and then I even had to try to do some of that Zoom crap. It's like, man, I feel for them. <laughs> oh, it, it was miserable for, for my kids. Like... My son, he's 12, and so he just started sixth grade last year. So I remember that, like, the mature, like, maturing from fifth grade to sixth grade is like night and day, but he missed that school period. So once he hit seventh grade, like, all that maturity just now he's sassy and just the way he talks now, like. What are you saying? <laughs> Growing up. Uh, yeah. And yeah. That, now he's talking shit to me, like playful and whatnot, but he, he's never done that before. And like I played Fortnite with him a few, a few times and my kids would start talking shit to him and he'd just be like, what do I say, dad? <laughs> I have to jump in and defend him. So he kind of, sees what to say but now he, he's got it on his own oh just wait i mean my youngest is 18 he almost 19 you know they get to that you start getting those teenage years and boy they really give it to you yeah and then they get think they're tough enough to take you they think then they, they learn like old man strength's real yeah very true i was 17 18 years old i had like 60 pounds on my dad and I wrestled him. He, he whooped my ass. It's that age and skill that, that you don't forget things. You yeah. know, 
you still know a few tricks over those young bucks. Yep, my dad liked to tell me he he may not be as big or as strong as me, but he's meaner. Yeah. So uh, you got any upgrade plans for your scooter that you got going on? I know you said you had some stuff you're waiting to, to do some work to it. So I got some Memphis Shades hand guards. I thought that would be good for the wind this winter. I'm looking to do an SNS two into one exhaust. And I'm trying to get the funds together. I got a 96 cubic inch engine right now. And I want to get it to a 110. Like the SNS has a kit where it will bring it to a 110. It comes with 585 cams, uh, oil pump, everything. And like I can buy it. I, I just don't have the confidence to install it myself in my driveway. Yeah. So I'm like, do I really want to spend for an, as much as I spent on this part to get it installed? Yeah, true there. And then I'm like, maybe I should just get a new bike. Get one with a 114 or something. See, I'm, I'm just not sold on, on going to a Milwaukee anytime soon. I, I love the twin cams, and for me, it's like I'll probably stay with the twin cam for quite a while. It's, I don't know. The, it's like hit and miss on the Milwaukee's. Either you got a good one or you're going to have one that has problems. And I'm just not quite sold on them yet. That, that's partially why I'm still rocking the V twin. And with how much it costs, we're like my dream bike right now is a Roguelite Special. I just can't spend 30 grand on one yet. Yeah. I like my, I mean, I got a 2004. It's been bumped up to a 95. And it, it does everything I can ask for. I mean, I I would love to get around to 2010, 2012, which if I was to get another one, but do mine does great. I mean, granted, it's getting up there in miles, but you, you take care of me, do the regular maintenance, and I mean, I've seen guys go 200,000 miles on them. Yeah, that'd be such a great feeling. I want to, I would love to get mine to 100,000, 200,000 miles. I'm at 100 106, so... That's legit. Definitely, I think it could definitely go up two hundred thousand. Then, like I like I spent a lot of time up at Emerald City Harley, mm-hmm. and there are so many used bikes with under ten thousand miles. It just drives me insane. Like they buy these thirty thousand dollar bikes, ride them for, or own them for five years, only put like five to ten thousand miles on it. Trade it in for the next one. Like, they're not getting their money's worth. No, I know that same thing. You, you see those, like, you know, on the old Facebook marketplace. It's like, dude, you guys didn't even, you see some. It's like, dude, this bike's not even broke in. You got a 2020. Oh, I got 400 miles on it. It's like, just, but, you don't even have an idea what it's going to do. But they got like 20 grand invested in it. Yeah. Like, you see the people buying these brand. 20 roguelikes, putting a 131 in it, then turn around selling it, and hey, it's only got 5,000 miles. I'm like, what is the point of installing all those parts? Or same thing, like I see a guy that does that, buys a CVO, doesn't ever ride, doesn't, oh yeah, but this is the best one. <laughs> it's another thing, it's like, dude, you bought it, you've had it five years, it's got 1,000 miles on it. Well, why spend the money if you're not going to 
enjoy it. But I guess to some people, maybe having it in the garage is to them, you know, gives them that satisfaction. But it's like, holy crap, I, you know, if that's me, I'm going to be riding the hell out of it. Yeah. Like, it, 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 it's crazy. It's blast, blasphemous. <laughs> or however you say that word. Blasphemy. Not yeah. Bikes. Like, yeah, you bought the bike, man. Put some miles and enjoy it. But hey, that's that's what I'm looking for. Like my bike is 09. I bought it in two years ago, and there's only ten thousand miles on it. That's where someone like me is gonna swoop in and get a deal. There you go. And then I'll put the miles on it for him. Yeah, so here's this is what you're missing, man. A lot of time in the wind and just relax. Yeah, like in my sport bike days. I, I wouldn't even put half the miles I'm putting on every year. Like this year, I, I put like 10, 15,000 miles on my bike. I'm not proud of it. Last year, I put 25,000 miles on my bike. And I put like three, four, five thousand miles max on one of my bikes, sport bikes, just because it was uncomfortable. Like the forward position, it hurt my wrist. Yeah. All the sport and Navy injuries that I've gone through, like, as soon as I got, the moment I sat on my road king and test rode it, I knew that I, I was going to buy the bike. And that's what matters, you know, you, I mean, you, you got to get a bike that fits you and everybody sounds a little different. Like, you know, whether somebody wants to go with, you know, the, the Batwing or they want the road glider, or the road king, I mean, you find one that, that fits and then, you know, like doing what you're doing, you, you buy all the little accessories, you do what you can to make it yours and fit you and make it how you want it yeah like i want to say the person who bought my bike before me put he put a pretty penny into that bike and half those parts he bought i took off and put my style on it put my signature on the bike and you know that's how it should be everybody's style's different and you know it's your bike make it yours to fit you and enjoy it uh, that's like icing on the cake for this lifestyle or hobby, whatever you want to call it. Like making your own bike to be you. And then the relationships you make with other riders out there. And like, I, I can't think of a better community. Like I, I want to say I've been a part of several different communities out there, but this one is definitely one that I want to spend the rest of my life with. Like Great. the support, how everybody supports each other, like the two fingers down, the waves and everything. Like it's incredible. Oh, very true. It it is an awesome community. I mean, I've I've been you know, like for me when I, I took about a ended up being about a five month break from doing the podcast. We were so busy the summer. Of, you know, my son's last summer of doing travel ball, and you know, we wife and I we focused everything on that and. When I did, I think it was mile post 36 or 37 was the first one I came back. And, man, the amount of messages I got from people, dude, I'm so glad you're back and all the support and everything. It, it was unreal. I I didn't expect it. And, man, it just, like you say, it just goes to show, dude, the support with this community is, is so awesome. Yeah. And, like, posting YouTube videos and whatnot, seeing some of the comments just completely – it helps drive the motivation to keep creating content. Like I got like Harley Fatboy Jr. is always commenting, Chopper Fett, 
and a whole lot of others and it's just like i'm doing something right and then there's a lot of constructive criticism like uh recommend recommendations for mics and whatnot instead of saying hey your video sounds like shit they're like hey uh try the road wireless mic or or whatever and the constructive criticism really helps yeah but you know, it's, it's like I said in the beginning, everybody's got to start somewhere, and then you just slowly, you know, you upgrade, you evolve into it, and it just gets better. Well, shoot, man, I'm gonna have to try to hook up with you one of these days, get up to Emerald City, Harley Davidson, because I was actually looking at that, and that's not even that far at all from the Edmonds Ferry Dock. That's a pretty short ride. Yeah, um, you're uh, going to pick up your kids and whatnot. It's like right there. Yeah, that's where my daughter lives up there. But yeah, my. Oh, my kids are older now. My youngest is almost 19. That's insane. Yeah. I, I still can't get over my oldest is 15. Goes fast. Like, I still see myself as, like, 25-year-old. Here I am 37. Yeah. I'll tell you one bit of advice. You ever, when, when taking the ferries, like, whether Seattle or Edmonds-Kingston, you're on your motorcycle, buy your ticket for a round trip. Makes it so much easier. Yes. I love the fact that we can go to the front line too. Yeah. That makes it really nice. And toll roads down 405 free for us. Yep. Carpool lanes free. HOV lanes free. It's nice. Uh, only if lane splitting was legal. I'm just, yeah. I've never done it. So, I mean, I've lived up here my whole life. I just, I don't know if I'd be that comfortable you know putting a big bike into a tight place and all it takes one of those cars to open a door it's really going to ruin your day yeah i finally i finally attempted it on that spokane trip i was telling you about i i was puckering like crazy but the adrenaline rush is definitely worth it and we saved at least three or four hours doing that well i've cheated like there's been times where the hook canal bridge closes and, you know, like my dad and I, we just got on the shoulder and literally passed about three miles of cars just riding the shoulder at about 15, 20 miles an hour all the way up to the bridge and said, Haha, all right, this works. Yeah. You know, the cars can't fit, but we can. If, uh, you can cheat a little bit. Uh, I recommend doing it like that. If you can, you can. I mean, be, you know, sitting in the hog, especially, you know, letting the bikes sit there and idle or just creeping. It's like the hell with it. Just yeah. get in front. Prevent from overheating. Bike gets yep. hot, starts burning, burning your legs, sweating even more. Oh, I've been stuck in I five before in the middle of summer, and oh, that is miserable. There are times where I just park my bike going down five and try to find a little spot in the shade about twenty feet away from my bike and just wait for traffic to move. Not a bad idea. There's trees everywhere. Uh, what kind of sucks about where we're st- where we live? It, a lot of homeless camps in those areas. Yeah, there's that too now. And you're trying to avoid the hypodermic needles and stuff. Yeah, you don't really want to sit on one of those. No, I've, I've never experienced that in my life, and now all of a sudden it's everywhere. Oh, it's crazy. I, I did security for. A little while right after I got out of the Navy and while going to college, and I find it all the time. 
catching people try to shoot up in between their toes and that's a part of this place that i where we stay that i never knew existed yeah and it's really gotten bad the last couple years yeah once you see you can't unsee it and you're just seeing it even more yep well i see a lot of the camps by the freeways you know like for me i mean i'm traveling up and down i-5 daily and it's just fuck man it's everywhere Oh, like going down Seattle, going underneath the bridges, you see people high on whatever drug they're on. It looks like they're trying to play sword fight with a dragon that they're seeing in the middle of the road while you're trying to ride your motorcycle through. Like, yeah, you don't know which way to go. Yeah. Well, shoot, man. Thanks for thanks for coming on and, and shooting the shit and talking to the bikes and, and fucking hanging out. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm really stoked to be a part of this. Yeah, we'll definitely have to, you know, come springtime, get some better weather. Have to hook up over there, come over to Emerald City and fucking shoot the shit, maybe take a cruise. For sure. And let's get going on this uh, Pacific Northwest uh, motor vlog meetup. Yeah, I'm putting together some stuff and, you know, I think I'm up to around 10 or 11 people. But, you know, the plan is here soon. I'm going to start basically like a big Instagram group chat. I think it'd be the easiest way for everybody to communicate and, for sure. you know, so we figure out. You know, I know like you got Harley Fatboy Jr. coming up from Oregon. I'm not sure if we'll get a few more. It's like, you know, maybe try to get a, a meetup place kind of in the middle for everybody. And whether they want to do like meet up on a Friday, stay somewhere, then take off, you know, good day ride Saturday. And then by late afternoon, we kind of everybody splits and goes their ways or whatnot. But I think it'd be a lot of fun. I'm excited. Definitely try to maybe even get at some group rides, some rallies and whatnot this summer as well. Yeah. And the opportunities are endless. Yeah, hopefully we get the Oyster Run back next year. Hopefully. I hope. Pendleton puts on a good one, too, the Pendleton Bike Rally. That That's definitely one I want to I want to check out. I think it's June, I want to say. I can't remember for sure, but, yeah, I want to check that one out, too. And, I, and then I want to hit up all the big ones. Like, I, I huge bucket list. Oh, yeah. In the same way, plus there's some cool, you know, destinations and states and places I want to see. It's just got to get the time and vacation time. Yes, it's, we're always fighting time. Yep. Well, shoot, buddy. Hey, thanks for coming on. You know, everybody can find you at Barricade underscore rides on Instagram. I don't know if you also do the Facebook. Plus, you have, what is it, Barricade Rides on YouTube? Yep. I got Facebook. I got TikTok. I got everything. TikTok's doing great. Facebook, that, that that thing is hard to get working. It takes a lot of effort, but it's still my bread and butter. Uh, that's the one I enjoy the most. Yep. So, sweet. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another mile post of the B-Twin Life. Feel free to follow along the B-Twin Life on Instagram at the B-Twin Life underscore podcast. It's just the B-Twin Life on Facebook. If you'd like this content, feel free to hit that subscribe button. Never miss an episode. You can find the V-Twin Life every Wednesday. We come out at noon Pacific time. We're on all your streaming networks and some that I even never heard of now. And also don't forget, guys, you share the past. You want to be a guest, shoot me an email, the Life at gmail.com, or you can send me a message on Instagram or Facebook. So until next week, guys, hey, ride safe. Enjoy the open road. Barricade Rides, thanks for coming on, bro. Thanks for having me. Stay safe. Ladies. Bye.